Mentally Unstuck is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Jojo, created to help successful people who feel stuck move forward to pursue a path of feeling whole and excited. Let's get moving. Hey everyone, it's Jojo here, and I am excited to start getting more people involved with the podcast. We are in our series of inspiration to advocate, and we get to hear stories about how um, people that I know are enjoying helping others. I always love helping other people. Today, we have Jeanette Ali here, and she is a fellow yogi. Um, We're fortunate to be in a similar circle, and we get to hear about how she advocates for others and really what inspired her to um, want to help others. And I was thinking back to what made me interested in helping other people, and I kind of feel like it was always a part of me, and then maybe I was drawn to people who do that. Jeanette has... um, and IG Amakua Yoga, where she offers free yoga classes. You can contact her there, and the IG will be in the show notes. Um, she's an incredible woman who is multifaceted, and hopefully, somewhere in here, you could talk about music too, because <laughs> the most exciting thing to me was when I found out you play bass guitar, and I still haven't heard you play yet, but I hope to do that soon. So, welcome and let us know a little bit about how old you were or what inspired you to help other people, because I know you have a big heart. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the new year. (laughs) Um, Well, I was really thinking about this because I've always been empathetic. Like if people are suffering, I physically feel pain in my body. Like I really hurt, you know, for those in the world that don't have a voice. Um, And growing up, my mom, she she was, you know, a helpful person, but she didn't advertise it. So I didn't really know until I got older. She works with um, people with disabilities. That's her job and that's her passion. But for me, so I would say the first time I really started feeling like I needed to advocate for people was in my early 20s, I started working at a bank as a teller. And um, this bank had a policy where people had to have, and they still do, two IDs to cash a check. Well, this area that I worked in was by a casino and it was surrounded by apartment complexes and most people were really financially struggling. They would, the line on Friday to cash the check was through, it was in a grocery store, was through the store, out to the parking lot. It was so busy. And I started working there and I was like having to turn down person after person after person to cash their check. People who work at like, you know, um, stores, big retail stores, they used our bank. And I was just starting to feel like, you know what, this isn't right. Like, it's is classist and 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 systemically you know racist and so I started bending the rules honestly (laughs) I would I did I started bending the rules because you know it and I told one lady you know we all need to get paid and she was like yes yes girl like so I started um if I know like that company they're working for I'm cashing their check I'll just put in like whatever as a second ID and I just started doing that because 
I would have other tellers next to me and they'd be like, no, sorry. And they'd be so nasty. And it'd be like, you don't understand. Like maybe they can't feed their kids because we can't cash their check, you know? So I started really feeling for them and having my eyes opened. And then while I was working there, there was a fire, a huge fire that devastated a lot of the community. And I came to work one day and the parking lot was full of cars and trailers. People were sleeping in our parking lot. Their home insurance had given them checks to kind of sustain them to rent a place or something. And, um, And so, they came in and the bank policy was immediately hold the check for five days. So I had to then go to my boss and advocate for these people. Like, I mean, I'm like in tears at my boss. Like you, like, like when you work at a bank, you really become very attached to your customers, you know, their life, you know, their kids, you know, they're like your family. And so I just started advocating like, no, like you need to release $500. Like they're sleeping in their car. They have no clothes. You know, like it was just so painful to see what they were going through that I wasn't, I couldn't just sit back and just obey the rules, you know? I did not expect this story. So (laughs) in shock, um, did you get like caught? Did you get in trouble for cashing the checks? I just, I'm curious about that. No, because... I have a very, I have a pretty good intuition for some reason when it came to the bank that I caught fraudulent checks often. So I was, I was pretty good at indicating. So nothing ever came back, you know, in that way. And my boss, I think my boss trusted me, you know? Yeah, that is amazing. Um, Is there anything that's difficult about standing up for other people when you're going against like a huge corporation and, and these really black and white rules, it is very difficult. You know, it is, you just, you keep hitting a wall because they're not acknowledging the fact that their, their rules are, you know, classist. They're not seeing that they're not helping the people who need help. They're giving all these favors to these people who honestly, financially, they don't need it, you know? That's true. That's true. You also made me think about how we had rules like Jim Crow and they were rules and, you know, things that divide people and they're rules and they're the law, but it doesn't mean that they're right. You know, so people get really attached to the way that things need to be, especially when they are classist rules because it doesn't harm them. Or they don't even have the the thought or the compassion to go against the grain like you did. That is pretty incredible. And then people fear being fired because when you work for a big business, you know, you're just so expendable. Like, it's just like, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. There's a line of people that want your job. That's true. And I think that we have to look outside of ourselves, or many of us do, I'll say that, not everyone does, but we, when we look outside of ourselves and we want things to um, happen and help people for the greater good, then I think we start to get creative Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, we start to join organizations outside of the job. Like you were able to help people within 
your job, but like you said, the person next to you could very well end up in that line, right? Yeah. Because they're probably barely getting by too. You were young and so you probably had more flexibility and young people are fearless, right? It's like, they're so passionate and they want what's real and they want what's authentic. That's what I love about young people now. I'm like, they're going to save the world. Like, I'm not worried. The young people got it. So um, so what are you involved with now? Like, um, share a little more about, we um, mentioned the village, the Facebook group. Tell us about that. Well, through um, parenting groups. So when I had my, my first daughter, I was lonely. I wanted to have playdates and stuff. And so I started, you know, looking at various websites and then through Facebook and just started kind of meeting other parents and I was just really lucky to meet other parents who also want to do things. Like, I think, you know, it's true. We, we do attract what we need, you know, if we put out the right vibes. And so I got directed to a, a group called Village uh, where we basically, uh, we trade goods, but then we also help other families in need. Um, parents can reach out if they need groceries like we can send them instacart or you know they can't buy diapers or like uh you know teachers are on there asking for things for students and I just started getting involved in that way more than trying to get things like there are people that are on the site just to get stuff but um for me it started to become an outlet you know I found a family to adopt last Christmas um, through there, actually, this year for Christmas, I try to do something every year. We adopted some of the farm workers, local farm workers, and we made them like uh, gratitude bags and boxes. So just just connecting in that way, keeping my eyes open. I, I do, you know, the only thing is that I think that I wish we could expand our group because I do I do think about the people who are suffering and not asking for help and not not able to find a group you know I do I would like to find a way to bring more people in in that way so in this group it is specific to each city or each county because you're talking about connecting with people who are close enough to take things to right yeah it's usually maybe like tri-cities kind of thing you know, um, I'd say maybe within a 15, 20 mile radius to you. And each city, most cities have their own. Some people call it buy nothing or village goods. Okay. There's different, different ways. How, and you might not have thought about this yet, but like, how would you expand it? Do you have ideas about that? Well, I try to tell people about it or, uh, add them to it if I meet them you know I try to be pretty social if I meet someone and just be like oh I like we have this group you know and yeah I'm not I'm not entirely sure a lot of times uh, other members will refer people who are in need like I have a, a sister and she's you know she's having a baby and she has nothing or she's we have some women who are getting out of domestic violence relationships and they're hiding out and they don't have they just left everything behind you know, and so we pull together and then we don't know who they are, right? It's all anonymous. 
Right, right. I'm going to join the group. <laughs> I'm going to join today. Um, that sounds really incredible. And I can tell that you have a big heart for everyone, which must be exhausting sometimes. Um, but if we're all doing a little bit, then we can definitely um, help a wider group of people. Um, so right now, do you have plans as far as um, the business? Or I know that you teach yoga and do you do that for free everywhere or are you running classes? Tell us about that. If, if I have a chance to teach for free, especially for kids, I will, or, or community like mommy and me yoga. But I mean, if I, if I have a chance to get paid, I'll do that too. You know, it's, I try to balance it out. Um, I have a private job starting and then I'd like to expand more my YouTube to have more free classes. And um, I offered on, on Instagram, if anybody needed a free Zoom, I could do free Zoom and I got, I got no response. So there is a whole group of people that want to pay. I think they feel better paying. Yeah. And, and that is helping them too, because one, they're appreciating you. They feel like they're helping you and they don't want to take if they are able to give, but your willingness is I'm sure what attracts people. And the reason I brought up the yoga is because for me, when I went through the yoga teacher training, it was like therapy. <laughs> it, it made me look at myself and ways that I could heal. So then like you, I wanted to give it um, for free or run classes, but it also offered people community. So when I would offer it for free, people would say, are you sure? And if they wanted to pay, that was fine. But it was a really good way to help people create community. And then yoga, sometimes people feel like they have to be in the best shape ever. I mean, I did too. Before I went to teacher training, I was like, I have to lose weight. I want to start doing yoga again. Like it was so backwards, you know, but I was just yeah. really insecure. So I, I use my teaching as a way to let beginners or people who don't have a community like enter in. And I think that you do that same thing and people want to exchange, you know, positive energy. So I'm really glad that you're out there doing that. We are going to wrap up for today and we'll be back with Jeanette. So make sure you check out the next episode. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Yes. This is Micah, producer of Successfully Unstuck with JoJo, thanking you for listening and growing with us. Successfully Unstuck is not only a podcast, but a community of high achievers who want to use the creativity to surpass obstacles and live a more fulfilling life. Level up yours and start making an impact on others. Join the Successfully Unstuck Facebook community and start sharing your wins. We are rooting for you. This is Micah, signing off.